So uh, Dempsey, a long-term listener, has asked, what do Arsenal need to do to avoid getting dragged into a relegation dogfight? I'm just going to let Thomas answer this one. And welcome to the Man on Podcast. I am Darren. And if I was Robin Hood, then with me are my three merry men, Thomas, Martin, and Craig. These are getting better. <laughs> if you do say so. It's only my first cider, I promise. <laughs> One cider, I'm not too merry yet. I'm on cider too. Very good. I didn't even know do you were know, drinking cider. Darren, do you know what it actually reminds me of? You know the um, the Simpsons at the very beginning? when you they all. Good. <laughs> now, when they all arrive at the sofa, you never know what sketch it's going to be. Each week, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how you characterise us. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, well, today it was uh, Merry Men, just like Robin Hood. Um, I don't know, I have, to, I have to come up with these during the day. It's very productive. <laughs> <laughs> On today's show, we are looking at three different talking points in terms of Bruno, uh, standout players and Lukaku and Kane. We've got a cheap midfielder focus. We're going to look at how we did in FPL and Sky. Uh, and I'll be fair, I think we did all okay um, for once, for me. Um, then we've got our questions to answer from our, uh, let's call them fans today. <laughs> from our regular <laughs> listeners. There you go. Um, perfect. Right. Should we, well, how, first of all, how are you all? All good. good. All good. Because I always ask, I, I, I can't not ask. Yeah, a bit tired, but. Had a busy day, but all good. Oh, do you want to talk about it? No, don't. Right, perfect. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Imagine if I did. I no, just busy as in driving. Had a long drive. Oh, so. okay, long drive. Okay, yeah, you did say a couple of hours. Yeah, no one wants to be doing that. Uh, let's start with our community talking points. And the big one, I think this one was like, obviously quite big for the start of the season. And now it's even more bigger. <laughs> <clears throat> Bruno, it didn't work in game week one. So what's the plan going forward? Am I, am I, who, who hasn't got Bruno? I haven't got Bruno. So I think probably... Sh- I, I haven't got Bruno numbers. either. Okay. I haven't got Bruno. It's me then. Do you know what my plan going forward is? I'm going to keep him. You're going to keep him. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who got rid of him after that. this week is a bit stupid, in fairness. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anyone would have done that. Um, um, it's a difficult one, though, because he's already gone up, hasn't he? He's gone up 0.1 already. Can't oh, believe he? that. He yeah, has, he's got he his has gone up already. 12.1 now. Um, me, personally, I'm not planning on bringing him in this week. Um, I had a loose plan that, you know, I wouldn't make any transfers, certainly after game week one, and I'm going to stick to that unless there was any, you know, catastrophic injuries, COVID, etc. So I'm just going to have to hope that he doesn't have a good game next uh, next week. I mean, it, you know, he is playing um, Southampton, which, yeah, it is a kind of a high behind the sofa kind of game, I guess. But, um, yeah, I just got to take the rough with the smooth, really. I, I, instead of having Bruno, I have Son, who, you know, he did return. He's playing Wolves. So I'm going to have to just look at it like that and hope that um, Son outscores Bruno. For me, I don't think I'll be getting him in uh, because 
quite frankly, I can't. <laughs> I need to I want to roll a transfer and getting him in doesn't do that. I'd have to make probably I'd have to make two transfers and get rid of a premium to get him in. Doesn't make any sense. No, that's how I'm looking at it as well. I think you've got to not panic and just look at your team objectively. Like, what are you losing to get him in? So for me, I'll just run through quickly like what that what getting him in would look like for me because I imagine it's similar for a lot of people. So option one is just swap him straight for Salah, who's got Burnley at home. Yep. So that, nope. that, doesn't, that doesn't seem to make sense. Nope. Um, or, you know, you could get lucky. Or option two, really, um, realistically, is to take a minus four and get rid of Son and Tony um, and then start Simakas, um, play two up front, play an extra defender. Um, but, you know, if I do that, if I take, if I take a minus four for Son um, and Tony um, and then bring in um, Bruno and then a dead forward, um, then I'd be looking at starting Shimakas. So if, if Shimakas keeps a clean sheet at home to Burnley, which is obviously, you know, there's a fair chance. So that would cover the minus four. But then I'm still relying on Bruno to better what Brood, what um, Son and Tony do combined, really. Um, and if he doesn't keep a clean sheet, Shimakas, then I need Bruno to beat Son and Tony combined with a four-point deficit before a ball's kicked. So, so basically, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, if I panicked and got Bruno in now, I'm saying, yeah, I definitely really, really fancy him to score more points than Son and Tony combined. You know, Son playing Wolves, Tony against Crystal Palace. So I don't think it's one to panic on this week. Um, and then next week, uh, Salah's playing Chelsea. So maybe, maybe in game week three, I could do just do that, uh, just do that Salah to Bruno. No hit needed. Roll a transfer this week. Jobs are good and. Uh, yeah. I'd be worried again if you didn't have him though, because I think Southampton's most experienced defender was Bednarak the weekend. He was like 25, mm. so it's a very young, sort of inexperienced defence. He, he did get a rubber to green against Leeds. The Koch was playing up against him as a DM, and he had a shocking game. Just kept letting him run away from him. I don't think Bruno's numbers were outstanding by themselves. I think it was like four shots, three on target, and they obviously all went in. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like he had totally ran the game, had loads of key passes. Um, but I'd be, I suppose, if you go, if you want to captain him, then I can maybe justify the minus four. But if you've got Bruno anyway, you're not going to captain him. Then you probably yeah, need that's the, yeah, that's the other point to make actually. Yeah, and I wouldn't even captain him because I've got Salah. So to bring him in, you know, for Son and Tony seems a bit knee jerk, really. So with three no's, one yes. <laughs> there we go. Well, the, and the yes already owns him anyway. So well, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Friday morning. <laughs> that's what well. I sort of meant. The yes. Yeah. He wasn't in one of my drafts all the way through from when the game launched. And Friday morning, I'd, I'd seen Leeds play uh, I watched <clears> a recent friendly and there was absolutely abysmal at the back. And I thought, um, he's not, they're not going to adapt here. You know what the manager's like. I didn't know he had to play one way. And I thought Man United could have a field day. I actually put like money on a 4-0 Man United win. I did think Man United would batter them. Um, and it, it came true and say that that was a really last minute sort of change for me to get him on Friday morning, just on account of Lorente being out. And Bielsa being so stubborn and not, not likely to change anything. So I was quite lucky. I, I take that as a bit of luck, really, for yeah. me. Because I went like a month without him and then got him for on deadline day. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I think the, the, other, the other thing about rushing him in this week is uh, you're, if you do that, you're probably also going to limit your options when it comes to Lukaku and Kane, if that is something you want to do later. Whereas if you leave it another week, maybe roll a transfer you've got more options open. Maybe you do bring Bruno in, but you'd also you'd also have a lot more flexibility probably to look at Kane or Lukaku, depending on what happens over the next sort of week, 10 days. 
That's a very good point. Um, I think I, 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 I want Lukaku. I'm not going to bring him in this week, but I, I definitely will get him in soon. Um, and Kane is, you know, it's up in the air, isn't it, still? So I can imagine myself getting in Lukaku before Kane and possibly switching to Kane at some point. But I think by the time I would want to switch, Chelsea have a better run of fixtures. So I, I may end up holding him. I'm, I'm really not sure at the moment. I'm just trying to take one game at a time, one game week at a time. So next question, isn't it, Darren? Kane or Lukaku? Or is there another one in between? Say that again. The next question, isn't it? Kane or Lukaku? I believe it is. Someone actually just messaged me and told me that they couldn't hear me on stream, which was a fantastic start. <laughs> we can so hear you. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, that was uh, Glasto who told me that I wasn't actually talking on stream. So the whole bit I've said so far, no one's heard. Maybe. Oh, well, I don't know. Has anyone said in the comments? I don't know. No, they haven't. But uh, Glasto just told me. So it's fine. I've unmuted it now. I know what the problem was. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So the whole intro, I the whole intro I said I couldn't do. But to be fair, I didn't speak. I only did the intro, so it's fine. Crack on. It won't do that on the Zoom. Hey, doesn't matter. Uh, no, the next, the, the, the third question, Craig, is uh, Kane Lukaku. The second one is who were the biggest standout players, positive and negative. Let's have just one positive and one negative from each person. Uh, and I'll go first then. Um, no, I won't. Thomas, you can go first. Let's see who you say. Um, one positive, well, one negative. A, a positive. Um, well, the negative, aside from obviously Arsenal, um, I don't, I, it's hard to think of a negative, really. I think, I don't know, it was so good having football back and so good just having games and, and so many people scoring well, you know, clearly above average. Um, is there a negative? Yeah, I struggle, um, I struggle to think of one as well, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, positive, I think positive, I just kind of, I've more or less just said it, um, is, you know, football is back. Um, Players, not experience. Obviously, being football being back is amazing. But one positive player, one negative player. I'll go first. As these right, are sort of messing about, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking to myself, why are you talking about football being back? That's amazing. My uh, standout player was, I'll go for Chalabar at Chelsea. Because I think he played the Super Cup and I think everyone thought he was just placeholder for all of the other bigger guns coming back. He obviously started clean sheet goal. And now there's talk, I think, that he may be not necessarily first choice, but he's firmly in the picture to hold down that spot. So I think he's an, a new option on our radar. So I'd have him as a positive. Um, a negative's got to be Matt Target. He's, he was in my team for zero points, got hauled off after 45 minutes after Sar gave him the runaround. Yeah. Um, and I think he was probably the most popular villain I'm not sure. I didn't look at the percentages, but I'm guessing he was one of the more popular Villa assets amongst the defenders. And to get zero points off him was uh, was not ideal. It's so, a shock to us all and annoying. <laughs> Martin, yeah. positive, yeah. negative player. Well, I, th I think my my positive, although he didn't return, I think I was I'm, I'm still happy that I've started with Tony, and I still think yeah, um, you know I still think a front three can can work from what we've seen this weekend. Uh, there were plenty of positives. He had he, he had goal threat and assist threat through the game um he got man of, he, he got a bit of a fluky man of the match in sky which was nice for yeah. me as well um but yeah so that that looked good and Mbwemo looked good as well I was happy with that I've been tipping Mbwemo to anyone will listen um for is for, a good draft pick as well that people might not pick up and he looked pretty good um so yeah Brentford were a big positive um going forwards still happy with the Tony pick um and then bad I, I, again I have I have struggled even to think of a player really because I think 
I mean, yeah, there's some players that didn't return, but, um, you know, there were so many goals and all the premium players did pretty well, didn't they? Or, you know, at least looked threatening. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know, really. I mean, even even the teams that shipped a load of goals, you could look at the positives of that. Like if Newcastle are going to ship four at home to West Ham, then that's good. That's something we can target and, you know, things like that. So I've struggled with a bad. I don't want to put the boot into Thomas too much. I was going to go, go talk about Ben White. Ben White can't win a header to save his life. But, um, but you know, that could just be a bit of settling in a bit. You know, he's a good player, obviously, but he did struggle. He did struggle against Tony, didn't he? But um, it's all right. He's only got the car king next week. <laughs> oh dear. Um, Go on. Right, well, I'll jump in then. Um, well, my negative is Buendia, simply because I debated. I I panicked on Friday when I knew that Aubameyang and Lacazette were out. Um, that made me drop Emil Smith-Rowe um, because I just thought, even though he's a good player, who's he going to be providing for? Probably um, Balogan or Pepe in false nine. And I just didn't really fancy us um, as soon as I heard that news. Um, so I debated whether to bring in Buendia, Jota or um, Greenwood. And I chose Buendia. So, yeah, he he kind of didn't really do too much. You know, Villa kind of, it was a bit of a shock result, really. And yeah, I mean, he, he would be my negative. I mean, I'm, I'm holding him, obviously, for now. Um, just a little bit disappointed. Um, positive. positive. Uh, uh, I'll say Antonio because you know he managed to play a full game of football, score some goals, get assists, and not get injured. So you know, it's not <laughs> it's often good, Antonio good does that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Roll on next week. Let's see if you can do it again. Okay. Nice and easy for me. Negative for me was Mares. I expected a lot more from him in that first game. Um, to be fair, uh, and I don't know if he's damaged his chances of playing against Norwich this week uh, or this weekend. So um, disappointing for him. I thought he'd, I thought he'd play a little better than he did. Um, obviously Tottenham pulled out a fantastic win against them, but I did expect a little bit more from him. Positive for me was a guy, obviously I spoke about on the pod previously, who was one of my differentials, which was Pogba um, for assists. Not much more you can do about that, is there? And I was definitely going to get that in. Because I tipped him to I knew do you well. Were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. Because I tipped him to do well, and I never put him in because, yeah, I just didn't think. Sometimes when you're picking an FPL team, let's be fair, you look at ownership. Sometimes you look at their previous year's performance, and you don't know if you'll get what Pogba you're getting. If you're getting Man United Pogba or French Pogba, and uh, yeah, he it was France Pogba <laughs> quite quite easily uh, on uh, on the weekend, and he just was awesome. Um, would I put him in now? Still probably not yet, but I think that was, uh, for me, a definite positive with how good he was. Um, I'm surprised. Did he did he get man of the match or did Fernandes get it? I can't remember, to be fair. No, Ooh. no can I, to yeah. be fair. But, probably, uh, probably Bruno. For I think Sky. he was Bruno. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'd have given it to Bogba. He was, he was fantastic. He was, uh, yeah. Now, question three. Here's your, here's your Kane Lukaku, Craig. What do we do about Lukaku and Kane? Well, I mean, <laughs> what do you do? Like, oh, I don't understand why Kane's sort of being brought up again. He's still at Tottenham. <laughs> um, you know, he hasn't moved yet. So He does score gonna... lots of goals for Tottenham, though. He does score lots of goals for Tottenham. Is he going to start for... I mean, are we now believing that that's it? He's definitely staying for the season. Is, is that what's going to happen? Um, for Kane, for me, is a, is a 12 million leave alone for the time being. Don't want to touch it. Lukaku... Oh, 
Chelsea were very good at the weekend, but they were playing Crystal Palace. They've now got a couple of difficult... Well, I mean, they've got Arsenal next. They've got one or two difficult games after that. Um, but for me, I think Lukaku is rumoured to start, but there was a thing today where it said, you know, they'll try and get Luka, Lukaku up to speed for the Arsenal game. So, you know, he might not end up playing them or might play a part of the game. And then there's, like I said, they've got one or two difficult games for me. I don't think I'll be touching Lukaku until about game week seven. And then they've got a really nice run of fixture. Uh, that's when I'm going to be looking at him. I don't think I'll be looking at any other premiums right now. Other than if I wanted to, I'd maybe try and shoehorn Fernandez in there uh, if I wanted another premium. But yeah, so that's my that's me on Kane and Lukaku. I'll go next. I'm probably the same. I've got Salah and Bruno as my expensive players. Their fixtures are way better than Chelsea's up until game week seven. Lukaku's in the next five would have to play Man City at home. I think Liverpool away and Tottenham away. I think you can. You, I think you can go without him for with those three coming the next five. I think. Um, and then reassess. I'm saying in my case, I'm probably going to wild card around week six or seven. So I'll, I've not really made any sort of plan yet for which premiums I want from that point. But I'm not even entertaining the idea of transferring in either of those two strikers until wild card. Martin, Thomas. Um, so for me, it's uh, yeah, no, no immediate plans. But yeah, as I was talking about earlier, so I'm not going to panic about Bruno. I'm going to roll a transfer this week. Um, and just sort of play it by ear a bit. I have got the option because of the way my midfield structured. I could, I've got Jack Grealish in there at the moment for eight million. So he's a bit of a, um, a, a, a bit of a punt, I suppose, in, in the sense that he's new at City and it's a bit of a wait and see how it goes. But if that's not working out, I have got the option to drop Grealish to a five million midfielder, and then, um, and then I could swap Danny Ings to Lukaku, um, or I could drop Grealish to a four point five and drop and um, swap Antonio for Lukaku. Um, so I do have some options there. If I remain without Bruno or remain without one of Bruno or Salah, um, then I do have the flexibility to move to move Grealish out and uh, upgrade one of my three forwards to Lukaku. I couldn't do it for Kane. It'd be too expensive. But um, I'm just, so I'm just going to keep an eye on it for the next couple of weeks, basically. And then I'm just, it's, it's possible for me. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Cool. Thomas, anything from you? Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't fear for Lukaku against um, some of those harder fixtures. Uh, I think you know he's in very good form. I, I, I think you know he, he's not a bad pick straight away against Arsenal. If I'm honest with you, um, if team structure allows it, obviously. However, I wouldn't if I own Bruno or Salah, and the only way I could get to Lukaku is to take out one of those two. Then I wouldn't be doing it. Um, anytime soon anyway um, if Kane does move to Manchester City and you assume it's not going to be he's not going to play before the close of the window the earliest he would play is what game week four which is Leicester away I mean this is Harry Kane we've seen him score against every single team in the league multiple times not you would good. never drop <laughs> not very good fair enough um, but you would, yeah, you would back him to score against more or less any team in the league. Uh, and I would say the same for Lukaku, to be honest with you. I think Lukaku is, is a better player than what he was when he was at Manchester United. Um, so for me, I mean, if he, if he was ready to go from, from game week four, which is Leicester away, I'd consider getting Kane in then uh, if he's at City. Um, I mean, they do play Chelsea and Liverpool away. Um, in game week six and seven, so possibly wait until after that. 
if if you're really uncomfortable, I'm not sure who Chelsea or Chelsea obviously play City. So maybe you leave both of them alone until after that in game week seven and have Lukaku and then switch to Kane. Um, again, though, you're looking at dropping a premium. Um, so for me, I would I would wait. I would wait and see on both. Um, but both are good options as soon as they're as soon as soon as they step on the pitch. Cool. Cheers, Thomas. And thank you to Pontus Gunlike, who has just subscribed to us on YouTube. Appreciate that, Pontus. Hey, Pontus. What a name. Um, Craig, next, do you want to step into the, the cheat midfielder focus? Would that do for you? Yeah, just yeah, we can talk about that next. Bang. So I think what everyone was expecting, if there was going to be a bandwagon after game week one, it may come in the sort of middling, mid-price midfielders. I think a lot of people went in with at least one 6.5. They've probably got Rafinha now, for example, flattered to deceive a little bit. And there's four players here on the screen. So Benrama, Saar, Embuemo and Adama Traore, all in their own way had quite um, promising numbers in game week one. So obviously three of them are 6 million, Embuemo is 5.5. Um, depends what you want. So Ben Rama, for example, for those that can't see, 12 points this weekend um, was his main thing. But his numbers around that wasn't especially sort of stand up. Um, so he was the worst of the four for penalty area touches, for example. He did no better for creating chances, even though he's the only one that got an assist. His goal attempts were the same as Saar. Um, attempts in the box, same as Saar. Um, so maybe he was in somewhere a little bit lucky. I think if you look at all these four, I think Saar's numbers are probably the best all around. He's got the, seems to be a, the, the right balance between creating chances and having chances. So I think he's the, the one I take away from this, I think, for the coming game weeks has been quite interesting. He was in one of my original drafts and I took him out, but I, I thought Ben Rama, luckily, so I got the extra points this week. But I think Saar may be slightly better moving forward. And Buemo is interesting because he's 5.5, obviously played up front against Arsenal. The main thing with Brentford is, though, I think they switched formations between 3-5-2 and 4-4-2. They played 3-5-2 against Arsenal and it's obviously quite attractive to see Embuemo playing centre-forward and running in behind with Tony sort of winning the flick-ons and things. But I'd be a bit um, reluctant to get him in straight away because they may go back to um, 4-3-3 now and then he won't be up front again. So that may sort of lessen his appeal a bit. Yep. And Traore's got really good numbers in the sense that he... Most penalty box touches, six shots um, and four in the box as well. I, I thought Wolves would do quite well. I know um, the result didn't go well for them, but I think they'll be quite attacking under this new manager. And a lot of the players they picked actually weren't the attacking ones. They played Hoiver at right wing back, for example, not Semedo and things like that. So I think they'll get more attacking, if anything. And I think Traore is going to be a big part of that. So I think he's quite an interesting one moving forward when their fixtures get better. But um, so, yeah, the, the main things are, so Benrahma, 12 points, Saar, with 10 penalty box touches, um, three goal attempts and um, four chances created. So quite important numbers for him. And Buemo possibly is out of position and Traore with six shots. So there's quite a lot of flexibility and options for people looking for an alternative in the six million bracket, especially if people are moving down then from the likes of Grealish or Mares to free up money. I think any of these four in their own way could be quite appealing, obviously fixture dependent. Of course, you can go and look at my uh, fixture video to see when they've got good runs. So, uh, yeah. as always, that nice plug. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone else. Um, if anyone thinks anything else about any of those players. No, I, I, I agree with I agree with what you said. I, th I think Ben Rama and Sarah are the ones for me. So I think they're settled in their positions for their teams. Um, mm. Like you said, Brentford change up their formation. They've got Jensen to come back in the team. Um, he's who came back late after playing for Denmark in the Euros. So Jensen coming back into the team might be when they go when they revert formation. So 
I think that's one to keep an eye on. Um, and you, you're right to point out that he, he, he won't necessarily play up front every week. No. Um, and then Traore, like for me, it's just, you know, is, is he's not, is he going to change the habit of a lifetime now of being very wasteful? Um, <laughs> I mean, he's been doing this his whole career. Um, you know, as a championship mm. fan, I saw him at Middlesbrough a lot and it's, it is always the same there and always looks dangerous, but never actually, you know, he'll go on hot streaks, but you can just as easily go 10 games with nothing as well. Yeah, I mean, um, looking at his numbers there, penalty box touches, 11, goal attempt, six, attempts in the box for two points. It's like, yeah. I'd be looking at I those mean, and I'd be like, he must have hauled nah. My My view on Traore, though, is he's the kind of player who he will do well the better the team that he's in. Because, yeah, he will get in dangerous positions. He will pull defenders out of position. He will bully two, three players and send them flying. And, yes, his crosses, for example, aren't the best. But if he was crossing, say, for example, I know this isn't going to happen, but if he went to um, Manchester City and he was crossing balls into Harry Kane, you know, Kane can deal with poor crosses. He can make the best out of them and uh, he can win free kicks and, you know, Kevin De Bruyne goes up and curls it in the top left corner and stuff. I just think if he was around better players, they would up his game a little bit. Um, Jimenez is decent. I was going to say, he's got Jimenez up top. I'd, yeah, I'd, he's decent. But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm talking about having, you know, a top-class striker up, to, uh, up front and then, you know, other good attacking players around him as well. I just think, I think he's a, it, what, he's a funny player because he's got the ingredients to do well but no manager has seemed to kind of push him on to quite the level that I think all of us probably would agree he should be at. Um, He was in the Spain squad for the Euros, which, you know, tells you he's not awful. Um, But I mean, given, given the the four players on on the graphic, um, the only, I would say Saar and Ben Rama are on my radar, probably the other two aren't anytime soon. Ben Rama's in my team. The others aren't. Don't know what I'm doing yet. (laughs) Done. Talking about how well he could do somewhere, let's find out how well we did in FPL and Sky this week. Do we have to? Martin, <laughs> my, come on. My son did well in, no, in FPL. No, How old is he? <laughs> Two and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half. So <laughs> let's be fair, and your second team did okay, is what you want to say. Right. This is the first time I've ever tried managing a second um, FPL team. Um, so it's a new experience for me. And... I'm only the assistant manager. He's in charge. <laughs> like he is in the house, to be honest with you. Well, yeah. I can, I can in Toddlers being in charge. So this is FPL, guys. And this is how we did under game week one. Look at his funky graphics. Oh, lovely stuff. Not bad, guys. Craig smashed it. Look at his smug little face. <laughs> marathon, isn't it? I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not getting too excited yet. It's a marathon. Long way to go. I mean, 55,000, mate. 55K positioned. That's... Pretty special. A bit unfair, isn't it? Because Thomas is playing against more total players than me, so the uh, the graphic don't do it justice. <laughs> the, the one thing I like is that when Martin did the, vo- the the image for this, and the total players actually increased when he went and got it. Oh really? I I I, uh, I literally cut those out all in the space of about fifteen minutes. Yeah, most. like an extra three and a half thousand people, three hundred three hundred fifty thousand people nearly like signed up in the time you were doing the screenshots. Um, it's probably more like five minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, amazing. But um, no, I mean, I, like I saw a lot of people say, you know, the hundred club and stuff, and you know, there's three of us here who didn't make the hundred club, but I'm I'm not disappointed in eighty seven points. Like. 
that's I'm I'm happy with that. That's not you know I did have a I did have a draft with with Bruno in it. And in fact, we've got a question on that later, so I'm not even going to go into players that were in drafts that did well. But you know, 87 points. There was a point at the start of the game week where I, as I said to the group that I'm in with you guys and some others, I'm going to quit because it was going fucking terribly. I thought literally nothing was happening, and I was like, I'm in trouble here. And then when Bruno got the hat trick, and I was like. That's it. I'm done. But um, yeah, turns out it was an actual all right game week. You guys, you guys happy with your scores or not? Yeah, I mean, I've only got I've only got seven seventy eight, but I mean, it's still it's still an all right score, and I'm happy with my team. If I look at my team for next week, it looks it looks tasty. I'll be yeah. I'll be disappointed if I don't do well in game week two. I kind of expected uh, not to do as well as some others in game week one. But I was happy to take that on the chin. The only thing I'm disappointed with is maybe I should have started Greenwood um, over Grealish um, and then maybe thought about transferring Grealish in. But we'll just we'll wait and see whether saving that transfer turns out to be handy or not. That's the only thing I might have changed. The, so the one thing that I looked at changing, actually, I will, well, I will point out because it's not a player, is I really considered, I think I might have mentioned it, is getting rid of my bench boost straight away. I can't remember if I ever mentioned doing that to you guys. Was it you, Craig? I mentioned it too. On the pod we did just us two, you mentioned about maybe using your wild um, bench, bench boost. boost. Right. Yeah. On my bench is Schmeichel with nine points, Adam Armstrong with six, Luke Shaw with one, and Amati with six. It's 20 odd points on my bench there. If I had done it, I'd have been oh, well into the 100 club. How frustrating. I didn't do it. I bottled it. So uh, there you go. That's uh, that's annoying. Um, but what can you do? I didn't know that Schmeichel was going to keep a clean sheet against Wolves. And obviously, we all went. We all looked at Sanchez as a four point five keeper and thought, "Happy days." Three minutes, one nil down. Oh fuck off! That's the way Kevin Kwan was going. <laughs> I was like, whatever. Um, but yeah, um, I'm happy. Uh, like you say, marathon, not a sprint. Um, should we check Sky? While, it, while, it, while it's still on the um, screen, though, Darren, um, oh. just a few people in the chat saying, you know, 78 is still a good score from um, the Only One Bonus Point pod. Um, also, a few other people are in the chat, um, including Kyle from Gaffer Tapes. Flower Pot Man is in the chat. Oh, nice. um, and also Pontus, who just subscribed, he's currently the number one in Gaffer. Ah, oh, nice, well played. So I said I would make sure that got shouted out. So yeah, <laughs> you we're got your fame, Pontus. For a little bit. <laughs> we're coming for you, Pontus. <laughs> we are. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll be fair to you. After Sky, we're going to literally just tell everyone what we got in Gaffer this week, and I'll be fair. I am not doing well. Um, Sky. Um, here we are. This is Again. a bit. Uh, this is a bit bit more even. This is better, isn't it? Three of us exactly the same score. How does that happen? Yeah. We got we got different teams as well. We really have, so that's quite strange how we've ended oh, well, up with the same. Do you know what? Points. When I did the graphic, I didn't even realise the three of us had the same score. Did yeah. you all have the same captains? Salah. Oh well, well yeah, uh, Salah, so. Ben Rama, uh, and uh, oh, Emil Smith Rowe. I think I had Smith Rowe as well. Smith Rowe, Salah, Antonio for me. Yeah, I had I Tony Salah and Ben Rama. I changed. I changed from Mares to Ben Rama quite late as well Good when choice. i saw the when i saw the lineups for the newcastle west ham game i thought Ooh, newcastle are playing almiron and st maximum against that west ham attack 
I saw, nice. I fancied it. I fancied it, and I changed it when I saw the lineups. So I was pleased with that. Well done, mate. Yeah, so my, yeah, my my Jaka captain wasn't actually too bad. You all laughed at me, but it got me ten points. Um, so yeah, yeah, I was happy enough with that. He didn't get booked, which is the main thing. I knew if he didn't get booked, he'd be on for for about ten points. Um, I, I'm annoyed. Smith Rowe only got four as a captain. I thought Smith Rowe. I mean, in, I mean, let's be fair. It was a turd of a performance from Arsenal, but. Smith Rowe, I thought, was really good. If anything was going to make he anything happen really that well. game, it was Smith Rowe. And I was yeah. like, oh, he must be on for some more. But he didn't. He didn't get anything. I was like, And that's why I took him out of my FPL team, because it doesn't matter how good the individual is. If the indiv- unless the individual is sort of a striker or Messi-esque, you know, he's not going to... He, he can't win a game by himself. He's not that good. Yet. No, no. That's, so, that's yeah, he needs fair. better players around thought- him. Saka... Yeah. And Pepe are good, but they're not on it yet. You know, Saka's going be away with the Euros. It's going to be a frustration in Sky, I think, Smith Rowe. He plays too far forward that he's not going to get enough passes to make the pass into. Mm. He doesn't really tackle because he plays so far forward. He presses, doesn't tackle. So mm. I, I think he's going to struggle for that sort of ticking along of points that you kind of want from somebody. Yeah. Well, he, he's been encouraged to shoot a bit more. And that's a scenario of his game that he wants to improve. He needs to score more goals. Mm. Um, he needs to be scoring. If he's going to play in that sort of cam role, then he needs to be scoring six to eight goals a season, at least for me. Um, hopefully he um, steps it up a little bit. I think an interesting point for Sky is, um, despite Arsenal's performance, they did take more shots than anyone else this weekend. Who did? Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, 20, I think, or something. 22, I think it was. 21 or 22, yeah. Only four of them were on target. And in all honesty, I think it's because we were chasing the game. Hmm. I, I I wouldn't take too much from that. We'd struggled to score goals last season and I don't envisage us scoring more than two goals in a game very often this season, um, which is very yeah. sad and frustrating. I did to see say, the game. Some, just... some of the shots were, you know... Uh, yeah, it's almost like dodgy that you'd call it a shot, but yeah, you know, with the with the shots here, I thought I did think it was interesting, you know, from an Arsenal perspective and from a Brentford's perspective as well. Although the quality of the shots weren't that good, they did still concede a lot of shots. Fair enough. Okay, it's nice to see that a four point difference is like nearly two thousand places though. So uh, mm-hmm. you know, make them up and uh, you're flying. Um, right, very quickly then, let's just touch on Gaffer and see how many points we each got this week. Um, and then we'll jump into our questions and we've got about half an hour to get through them because uh, we've got quite a few of them today. So uh, a quick round the table. Thomas, how did you get on in Gaffer this week? Gaffer, um, I didn't play a chip, a boost, sorry, in Gaffer. So I knew that I would um, fall down the rankings because I was in a decent position last week. But this week, I think I scored, let me just double check, 66 points. Um, which isn't very good. It's not terrible, but it isn't very good. Um, I have Mitrovic as captain, and I also have Wallace at the back for 12 points, and McGoldrick as my vice-captain. So not much outside of that. Frustratingly, I had Willock and Ward on the bench, both got 10 points each, but, you know... If if my bench are going to keep providing like that, that's that's reassuring at least. Um, it did see me have a rank drop. As I said, I was expecting it. So last week I was two nine one. This week I'm seven two six. But I have all three boosts in hand, so I'm not that bothered if I'm if I'm honest. 
Pontus, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Martin? Yeah, so 65 for me. So, yeah, pretty average week. Again, second second captain fail. Uh, Wilson getting sent off. And I swapped him from Mitrovic, who I had last week, who got nothing last week and then 13 this week. He scored a fluky goal. <sighs> Let's just put that out there. Yeah, it was it was pretty fluky, but still, he got an assist as well. Um, so, so yeah, I've, I've also got Lee Wallace, really happy with how he started. Um so yeah, but, uh, he was on the pitch. Uh, Year Dom got some got some bonus for Reading. Yep. Uh, Ward, I vice captained Ward, so I was pretty pleased with that. So that was uh, the first step of me taking my own advice of don't look at prices too much. You know, he's only a four point five, but he was home against Derby. Fancy Peterborough to score a couple of goals in that, so that was a good vice captain choice. Um, so yeah, that really helped me out a bit after Wilson got sent off. Um, so yeah, 65, so 818 overall rank, but yeah, the same as Thomas, no chips used yet. And there were a lot of chips used this week. Mm. Um, yeah. if you look at the, you know, the, if I look at the front page, I'm really not that far behind considering a lot of those people have used an away days chip now. I did um, consider it pre, before the season mm-hmm. started. Um, but I had made my decision before a few days before the season started that I'm just not going to use any just because of the transfer window. And Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted players to play into form. COVID restrictions were likely to change, stuff like that. I just wanted things to settle down a little bit. So I think the next popular game week to use away days, I don't know if you're the same, Martin, but I'm looking at game week five. Yeah, that's exactly when I'm going to play it. Yeah, so I've made two transfers this week with that in mind. Uh, Yeah. Replace. I think this is one of the questions coming up, but I've replaced Harry Wilson with Callum Robinson at West Brom. He's had a really good start and is away in game week five. Yeah. Um, and I've also transferred out Myton, um, who was my who was my punt, and I was I was quite happy with how he played against Coventry on the opening day. But they've now signed Zinkenagel on loan from Watford, so he's going to take his place in the team. So I've had to get him out, and I've brought John Swift in. Um, <laughs> again, has a, has a nice little run and is away in game week five. So, mm. um, so yeah, I'm, all, I'm I'm well well on my way to away days in game week five now. Craig, uh, only fifty nine for me, but I um got another uh, captain two weeks running. I had Wilson the first week as captain. I had a Hearn Grant this week as captain. Eleven points, double to twenty two, and my transfer worked out as well. I had Musa, you obviously had to take out, and I put Dykes in, and he got nine points. My fault in a minute is I keep persevering with double Fulham and double West Brom defence and then keeping a clean sheet between them in a minute. I've got Robinson, Tete, Furlong and Townsend. I, I really like that defence, but no clean sheets or much from in way of returns from them for yet. But I'll probably persevere. I've got Wilson to deal with now as well. But um, and Fulham, I, Fulham have got a decent little run, Craig. I wouldn't I wouldn't. I'm not going to no, take the I'm, Fulham yeah. guys out. I, I, I like the West Brom. I, I quite I'm, like I'm, my team. So, yeah. I've got the double West Brom as well. They were unlucky. They both lost bonus points um, from that 97th minute 3-2 goal. They, they were both on for bonus before they conceded that second goal, I think. So that was a bit unlucky. At least my captains are working and I say my transfer is working. I'm still getting to grips with a game, if I'm being honest. So I'll, I'm quite happy with how things are starting. I'm in with the pack, aren't I? So that's the main thing. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, I got 66 points, same as Martin. Um, I've made two transfers because Brooks... Also got sent off for Bournemouth, didn't he? So he's suspended for a match now. Uh, my I started poorly with my strikers. My strikers were uh, Niaki Wells, Corley, um, Josh Caroma, and I've got Woodrow. Um, just not working. I've got Woodrow as well. He's not doing anything, is he? 
Not yet, no. So I've only just put Woodrow in. I transferred him in for the last oh. game week. Uh, before that, I had... Uh, oh, I can't bloody remember now. Uh, but I, I took out Brooks, Brooks and then the I've got Brooks and Wilson. I didn't realise Brooks got sent off. Like two yeah. two midfielders sent off this week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was a disaster for most people. So I've got, uh, I got rid of Brooks and Niaki Wells this week. And I got in Billing of Bournemouth and Ben Brereton of Blackburn, actually. Now he's playing up top. And uh, he's not got a bad uh, fixture this week, so uh, that's who I've that's who I've got in. Um, yeah, I have got. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a difficult one. I played no chips. I should mention as well. I might look at the away day on number on five as well, um, but I'm not too sure who's who's away. Yet. I haven't I haven't actually planned it. Um, perfect. So let's jump into our questions and get these answered. So the first I've up is our FBI. One or two questions that are going to slip in the chat as well, which I'll just quickly shout them out. We can give snap answers to. But go on. Sure. Oh, uh, I've got a Sky one. To, so when we get to Sky, I've got a Sky okay. one from Brownie. Cool. So AD Tor has asked, what have you learned from game week one that you didn't already know? Um, I think we're going to give snap answers to all these questions as well because we've covered a lot of ground today already. So what have you learned from game week one that you didn't already know? Uh, I learned that Pogba can turn up if he really wants to, <laughs> uh, if he wants to put himself in the shop window, which is probably what he was trying to do in all fairness. Um, but I've also realised that Man City can't survive without a decent striker. And I say survive, I mean do as well. I didn't mean to get relegated, I'm not an idiot. But uh, Man City need a striker, that's quite clear, because Torres was non-existent. Uh, what about you guys? So I think for me, it's like a half learning so far, but um, who's going to play up front for Watford? That was a big question mark. Like they, they were a massive avoid because it's just like they've got so many. Who's it going to be? So if we're if we're on our way to learning who that is um, and, the, you know, the price that they're at, that could maybe be interesting. Um, and Torres starting ahead of Jesus, like, is that is that going to continue? Um, so I don't I don't think we've learned the answer yet, but we're maybe we're maybe on the way to a couple of interesting things there. Tom, uh, yeah, um, for me, my team is in <laughs> is in trouble. Um, no, that um, I think to not necessarily expect too much from some of those new signings straight away. I I should have waited with Wendia. I think um, I should have been more sensible and gone with Greenwood who is who I'd who I had put in and then took him out and went for Buendia. Um I, I, I usually try not to start with too many players that have um transferred from other teams or new to the league. And I already took that risk by by putting in Tony, who I think we all think is going to do quite well anyway. But um maybe I should have been a little bit more conservative and um um just been a little bit more patient, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, that's that's probably it for me. Uh, Craig? Um, I was quite impressed to see Liv Romento start for Southampton and mm. put in quite a good performance. I think he was the best one of their four defenders. Obviously, Walker Peters was out. I don't know if he'll hold the place permanently, but he's he's dribbling especially. He was very good. for. He could be a very good attacking fullback or a really good wingback. Is he, so, is he four million, Craig? Yeah, so all, all the talk, Simakas for now yeah. or Amate. Um, but I think most people think Vestergaard will go there and Amato will then be dropped. And obviously Simakas is a placeholder for when Robertson comes back. But um, Duffy obviously played as well for Brighton at the back, but that may be not a permanent thing either. But I think Livramento will probably end up being the one of the four millions that's probably got more chance of sort of playing all season. So I'm interested to see how he's de he developed because obviously signed quite a few youngsters to Southampton, didn't they? 
and he's yeah, probably yeah. the one that's going to get the most starts it seems like I would think so could be new Lundstrom <laughs> let's let's wait and see <laughs> on that um next is up from the one bonus law so from the one bonus point pod um is home advantage something we need to consider when making transfers and captain choices very quick yes or no for me uh yes i think this year now we've got fans back in the stadium at last we can maybe look at home advantage again that's very simple to me yeah, yeah I, I think oh, well, sorry, go on, all right i'll um, go, I'll go. <laughs> go on yeah. i was just gonna say yeah i think this season um like darren has alluded to um i think whilst i think home advantage has sort of faded away a little bit over the years it's one of the reasons why they're talking about or have scraps like the away goals thing and stuff in Europe because it is less of a factor. But I think this year or certainly the first opening um, couple of months, I think that the home teams are generally going to be um, very riled up. And, you know, the, you know, there's players and fans that are so excited and pumped and everything. I think we only saw two away victories, uh, so three away victories out of the 10 um, and this week, and I think, yeah, other than when it's sort of another Liverpool against Norwich kind of situation, I, I would be drifting towards the home team quite a lot. Um, that's not to say I think Arsenal are going to beat Chelsea at home this week, by the way. But um, mm. yeah, no, I do think it's definitely a, an advantage. Martin? Cool. I, uh, just a brief, I had a quick look at the home and away tables for the last couple of seasons um, before we came on. And I, re- I actually really struggled to pick anything out of interest, um, even for people, even for people, teams like Burnley, where for, for me anyway, my instinct is, oh, yeah, Burnley good at home. Well, they actually haven't won at home since January. Crystal Palace, yeah, good at home, bad away. Actually, no one, no one actually, thought Crystal Palace were good anywhere, mate. I'll be <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, they score just as many goals away. They concede just as many goals at home, etc. So I, I, I looked at the home and away table for the last couple of years and I struggled to pick out anything of interest, to be honest. Um, yeah, maybe not. But uh, but yeah, and I think I think the top teams, the way the top teams play, they're so good counter-attacking. Um, I don't think it really matters whether they're home or away, to be honest. Perfect. Thank you. That's a good insight. Uh, Craig? No, I'm a no. I think it depends on the team in question. I say teams that play counter-attack, I'm thinking more Tottenham here. I think at home to a team that obviously put a lot of people behind the ball, I think the likes of Sun and Mora and stuff will struggle more. I think they'll actually be more effective playing away. I was obviously at home the weekend, but Man City came onto them and played into their hands. I could see them being more dangerous in certain away games. Tottenham, where the opposition who are at home, obviously will have to then will be expected to attack more. So I think it depends completely on the team and maybe the tactical setup of the two teams. So I'm not really going to pay that much attention to home or away personally. Thank you very much. So uh, Dempsey, long-term listener, has asked, what do Arsenal need to do to avoid getting dragged into a relegation dogfight? I'm just going to let Thomas answer this one. Uh, I think you can answer it with two words. There's so many. No, not Mikel out, if that's, or Teta out, if that's what you're suggesting. No, um, no it wasn't. <laughs> oh, um, no, for me, okay. So what Arsenal very simply need to do is they need to sort out their transfer business. They need to consider Arteta's future. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. He's not. He's doing okay, but we could. The squad is is a bit of a shambles. And for me, I said given to Christmas. I'm now saying given until game week six, <clears throat> which is the Spurs game. If we lose that game, assuming we've lost to Chelsea and Manchester City, um, that would be four defeats in the first six games of the season. And that's running in the assumption that we beat Norwich and whoever else we play in game weeks um, 
four and five. Um, yeah, I think he's very close to the edge, if I'm honest with you. Um, not because we've lost one game of football, but because I anticipate we get one point at best over the next two games, which leaves us with one point after three games. Um, and the fact that we still haven't signed a backup goalkeeper is embarrassing. Um, for me, going into a season without a proper number two goalkeeper um, is awful planning. Um, not only Arteta, obviously, the whole club, club as a whole, whoever is part of, of conducting deals, be it Edu, Arteta or anybody else, it's embarrassing. It's a joke. Um, and for me, that is a serious concern. My worry is that I wouldn't trust the current board to hire a very good manager to replace him anyway. They seem to be slow at everything. So, yeah, I, I stick with Arteta and just ride the storm, I guess. He's defeated. Let's move on. <laughs> Spencer Beery has asked, one player you had in drafts, but not in your final team, that scored big, that you regret. This should be very quick. Bruno. Greenwood. Oh, Greenwood. Yeah, Greenwood for me, for me. He wasn't in a draft, but I did consider it on deadline day, going Greenwood over Grealish, and I didn't do it. I had Marco Alonso in my team Friday morning. I had 9.5 on two defenders, and I had Alonso and Amati in my team uh, Friday morning. Then got, then got concerned that Alonso played 120 minutes uh, in a Super Cup, so played it safe and downgraded them to target and to Webster. Played target. If, I, if I'd have played Alonso and not target, I'd have been top 1K uh, at the moment. So, ouch. I even put a tweet out about it saying, should I pick him? It was a bit risky, but big upside. And obviously, got men got 15 points. Ow. <laughs> Renarid9, if you could only pick one as a long term pick, would you go with Bruno, Lukaku, or Kane in FPL? Ooh, I think for me, again, very quick. Uh, I'd probably go Bruno. I think if he can carry on his continuous output, um, uh, I'd, I'd go Bruno. Done. I agree. Uh, Thank you, Martin. I would say <laughs> for me, it depends if you're if if we're going from if we start the count from the moment that Kane is at City, Lukaku is at Chelsea, uh, playing for Chelsea. That basically all three of them play on that first. I don't know whatever game week it is from then. Then I'll go Lukaku. But obviously, Bruno's already got, what is it, a 20-point head start or whatever. Yeah, ignore that. Um, so the other guys have got ground to make up. Um, so, yeah, the sensible pick is Bruno, simply because he's already got points on the board. But I do like Lukaku a lot. I think he's going to do well in that Chelsea team. Craig? Uh, Kane, if he's at Man City, is my answer. If he's at Tottenham, I'll go Bruno. That's, that's a very sensible answer, too. The Half Hour Podcast have asked... Should I hold transfer until game week three or transfer in some City players with 7.9, 7 to 9 million available? So you're thinking you it's targeting the Norwich game, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. So for me, I already own Mares, and I'm actually scared because I don't think he'll... I think he might be dropped because he didn't play well. So for me, it's a risk. You, you gamble on Pep Roulette, don't you, if you try and get a Man City player in. So for me, I'd roll a transfer. I, th I would say yeah. their options are limited, though, because, you know, they've got Foden and um, Gundogan out. De Bruyne started on the bench. I mean, he probably will start. The 7 to 9 million bracket leaves you Mares, Grealish, Torres again could play. So, you know, any of those players against Norwich sounds good. If you can't, if you, you know, if you have 
if you need to 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 use the transfer, use it. But so it is a tricky one. But I think you you know you are bringing in quality a quality player, whichever one you bring in. Um, their fixture after Norwich as well, which you know you should take into consideration. Um, let me just double check because I Arsenal's almost their own to Arsenal. It is yeah, Arsenal followed by Leicester. Yeah, so three easy games then, isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. I'd roll the transfer unless you have an injury, if I'm honest with you. There's no standout Man City player. Perfect. Craig, anything from you on that one? No, I wouldn't roll them. I wouldn't bring them in just for the Norwich game. If you think they'll return against Norwich and Arsenal, then fair enough, get one. It kind of depends who you're thinking about taking out, really, doesn't it? If you're taking out Havertz or someone, then maybe it's worth it. But if you're taking out someone who's got half a chance of returning themselves, I probably wouldn't rush to do it. Fair enough. No problem at all. Uh, that is FPL done. Let's move on to our Sky questions. And the first one is from FPL Glasto, who says, slightly tongue-in-cheek question, and it's one for man on Pod Thomas. Do you think Arsenal will have any points before the international break? He's also asked stick or twist on Veltman. Okay, so the international break is after game week three. I've just said, yeah, at best, I think we'll have one point. That one point will come against Chelsea if we have a point, probably because it's it's a home game. Um, so I would think that we have a slightly better chance at home to Chelsea than away to Manchester City. Um, yeah, um, but that's I don't envisage just having more than than a point across the two games. Sadly, uh, stick or twist on Veltman. I've got Veltman. Um, I'm in Sky. Yeah, Sky. yeah. This is Sky oh, questions okay. now. Yeah. 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 Um, he was only unfit because of COVID. He'll be back. So personally, I don't want to use a transfer on him. I think I'm just going to leave him. Um, yeah, I'm, same. Yeah. Have you got him as well, Martin? I do have him in one of my teams. Yeah. yeah. And it's, so, the, the noises seem positive that people expect him to come straight back from what yeah. I've heard. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be worth a, tr- worth a transfer now. Exactly. Probably um, expect him to play wing back as well. If Duffy had such a good game at centre back, they may keep Dunk Duffy Webster as the back three, and then obviously he'll play right wing back, which is yeah, which again is very nice. <laughs> uh, I would hold him. Yeah, perfect. There's another Sky question in the chat I mentioned earlier from Brownie. Go on, uh, kind of is very similar to the, to that question, and I anticipate it's going to get a similar answer really, which is um, what to do with Gundogan. Um, he's obviously he's got an injury. I think it's a shoulder, shoulder injury, injury or something. Um, obviously, there's two week, two game weeks remaining before the overhaul. Is it worth a transfer? And if so, is there any suggestions? I um, actually, Flowerpot Man addressed it in the chat. Before you may agree with what he has to say, which is that unless you can think of someone who's going to um, make the transfer worth more than 15 points, he says he's personally saying you know you, it's not worth doing. I'm inclined to agree. I don't know what you guys think. He's in both my teams, Gundogan. In both my Sky teams. I'm, I'm going to assess on Friday morning. Um, That's exactly what I'd do. I'd wait to I'd wait to see yeah. what Pep says. I'd wait to see what if the injury comes back as. I'm sure we'll find out. Um, I don't think it looked too serious. So yeah. I think you're right. I think that's exactly the thing to do. If if I if I if, if we've got got noises that will definitely miss both the games, then I think there's an argument that you could make 15 points there. Mm-hmm. So it'd be worth yeah. it. But um, Spencer has asked, "What do you do? What do you do with Arsenal assets now in Sky?" I mean, for me, I wasn't stupid enough to have more than one anyway. So uh, the only one I've got is Emil Smith Rowe. There's no point in making a transfer for him yet. Uh, you know, he he could crop up. He's going to play. So for me, I think I'll I'll, I'll hold him. Um, that's that's me. 
I've got Smithrow and Gundogan. What a midfield I'm looking at in my Sky team. Um, yeah, you got you got maybe a little bit more. Of I'm going to hold both of them. I'll, I'll hold both of them. Um, but my plan, original plan was not to make a transfer before game week. Before game week four. Yeah, you put the overhaul. I, forget, I keep forgetting that. So yeah, yeah exactly the point. So yeah, Emil Smithrow. I don't expect much, but I'll, I'll keep him. Uh, Martin or Thomas, what are you doing? I haven't got any, Martin. so I will be staying with none. Wise man, Thomas. <laughs> You've got a whole team of them. What are you doing? <laughs> no, I've um, I've only got Xhaka and my plan is to hold Xhaka. I think he That's can fair. still hit passing uh, passing tiers in both games, if I'm honest with you. My yeah. hope is that he gets five points from, from both Chelsea and Manchester City games. That's fair. Good choice. And the last question is for Gaffer. And it comes from Manon Chipper, who I've never actually, don't believe we've ever spoken to before. He is in the chat, or he was. I don't know if he's still in the chat. If you are, please pop up and say hi. Okay. But he's asked for a possible Harry Wilson replacement, because obviously he's suspended, as a lot of you had him in your team and found out. Uh, so quick, one or two players from each person. I will go for, uh, you could stick with the same team and go for De Cordova Reed, who I have and scored highly last week. Or you could maybe go for a billing like I did at Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, so I've I've gone for Callum Robinson. I've done that because it fits in with my chip strategy, um, and he's he's had a very good start. Um, just to pick one out from the players that aren't at the top of the rankings at the moment, um, Joe Lolly I think has been a bit unlucky not to get something so far. Just that's purely looking at stats, but he's he seems to be shooting a lot, um, getting in good areas. So if you want to pick someone that's maybe been a bit unlucky so far. Um, then rather than just pick someone that's at the top of the list at the moment, then Joe Lolly seems like he's got good numbers so far. Mm. But I do your own research on that, and um, because I've, I've literally just looked at his shots per game and key pass per game, um, but maybe one to look at. Anything from you, Thomas or Craig? I haven't it's difficult for you, Craig. No, I haven't looked. I've got Wilson. I haven't looked to be honest. So yeah, no answer from me. Um, my answer will be: it won't be a player. It will be teams because. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm aiming to um, use the away day chip in game week five. So it will be somebody who has an away fixture in game week five um, with that in mind. So either somebody from West Brom, Bournemouth, um, who's the other team I was looking at? West Brom, Bournemouth are the two standout ones. And Nottingham Forest actually played Derby. That's a big um, rivalry there. Um so, yeah, I, I know Forrest would love to go and mash them up. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I'm looking at assets from those teams. Oh, sorry, and also Sheffield United, who are away at Luton. Um, so, yeah, I'll be looking there for my um, Wilson replacement. Perfect. Joe, Joe Lolly's Forrest, so there you go. You'll have him against mm, That's Dark what Darby, I was thinking. But they're also bottom, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Forrest. But, well, like I say, their uh, their their, their results haven't uh, maybe maybe haven't uh, reflected reflected I mean, their numbers. The just bit, yeah, uh, Brighton. Just before we obviously close out, another two could be uh, potentially Jed Wallace of um, Millwall and uh, Nick Powell of Stoke. Very good midfielders and doing very well at the start as well. But uh, like Martin said, you know, maybe put it into your chip strategy if you've got one. Um, podcast done, guys. Yeah. Happy. Happy. All good. All good. No okay. problem. I'm going to call if for anyone's in this. the chat that isn't subscribing, please subscribe, like, yeah, please share it, you know, comment, friend. subscribe, like, you know, the drill by now. Jazz. Mm, yeah, if you do just click the link and you're not subscribed, please do subscribe a bit. It does, it does help us, um, puts our videos, you know, higher up in searches and all that shit. So, 
and the better we do the better guests we can get and we've got a few lined up definitely looking at speaking to a few people so let's we see we were probably speaking to them first yeah we're not gonna go there i'm, I'm that's done we're done <laughs> right mm. calling full time guys cheers lads see you later guys <laughs>